Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I'm 2. I'm 9. I'm 4. And this is TechCast episode 20. Yes, yes, I know we're a little late on this episode. Actually, it's quite been late. just, yeah, quite late. It's just been a very hectic last few weeks. As you guys know, it's the holiday season and it's been a bunch of just crazy things that have been going um, on lately. So um, we've been just trying to keep up with the uh, pace and everything, but... We still have amazing tech news stories for you now, and we can't wait to just have you guys all hear it. Yes, sir. And so without further ado, we'll just start kicking it off, right? Yep, let's go let's for start it. Off, let's start off with one big, big, big news story, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Usually we save those for the end. We're going to kick it off today with a big bang, right? Google is down, like Again. badly down. So Google actually had an outage across all of its spaces. Usually they have it across, you know, just one particular space. But yeah. this time, every single Google product, right, was down from Gmail to Google Drive to Workspace to Google Classroom to Gmail to Google uh, to Google Search, if you were logged in, as well as YouTube and um, all their other proprietary tra- technologies, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hell, even Android was reporting issues, right? So basically what caused the outage um, they actually did a thorough investigation, you know, after a few days and they actually came back and found out that their authentication system actually just completely went down. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So in the data center, what happened was there was a throttling limit set in place. And because that people were passing the throttling limit for that um, particular authentication system, it caused the whole system to kind of just go down. And so now they put engineering checks in place and a bunch of other checks in place in some data, in some data centers. But this even shows you that even Google's not um, pro- not um, free from the whole hardware issue we face in tech, right? So it's it's crazy to see this actually happen. But what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, it's just crazy how to think about how one service can pretty much take down so many people with it. It's so we're so interconnected with sometimes with one mm-hmm. particular provider that if that provider ever goes down, it, you're pretty much just stuck from you know outside of them just trying to fix it as fast as possible. Dude, like, think about how many companies utilize like their OAuth features for like logging and whatnot. Like hundreds and probably thousands of places are using them specifically for login. So like, you know, there's lasting effects even outside of Google's own ecosystem, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy how like everything just pretty much like just all connected to Google and all rely on them. Like if something just goes down, like if they just go down, like so many companies just go out and they can't. I remember we keep thinking about this, like how not even Google, but other companies as well, like Amazon, like the AWS and stuff like that. They go down. These companies are getting backlash for being mm-hmm. down and they literally can't do anything. They literally just have to wait until Google resolves this issue. Yeah, so, it's pretty nutty. It's pretty crazy. You know, it comes down to like, you know, we have to sometimes reflect on, you know, is it a good idea that we're relying on like these three creeps? key players for everything is that really the structure we really want ideally maybe not i don't know yeah it's um it's a wild one right like super wild. it brings up that whole infrastructure issue but i see the perspective of relying on these companies for their services right not every company can afford to have their own you know servers and have that all up and running right for sure um it's definitely a double-edged sword here right you're kind of over relying on you know these services and less relying on your own services Mm -hmm. but at the same time right it's it provides more protections in place i would say from these guys are the experts at it i would say 
it's a it's a really interesting discussion and i think um maybe we turn it into an actually a full-fledged episode next year at some point right for sure but um uh for now we'll just keep going with some other tech cast stories right big one coming up right tesla hp and now oracle is moving to austin texas right Yep. And this yep. joins the like of Apple and Google, who are already there in Austin, Texas, as well as the newest Austin, Texas resident, Elon Musk, right? So it's a very interesting move that's going on. And I think we're seeing, you know, as much as people say that, oh, these tech companies will never leave California. It's like the tech capital of the world. I think it's shown pretty clearly right here that, you know, these guys care about their bottom dollar, their businesses, right? capitalism is still in full force and in effect, right? If you raise mm-hmm. taxes too much, like what California was proposing with the 1% increase on taxes for everyone, who, for every company that makes above like a hundred million dollars or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. these companies are not afraid to just get up and dip, right? And you saw it with, you just saw it now with um, HP, you saw it with Tesla. Now you see it with Oracle, right? And you even see it with, their, with Elon Musk, who just was like, I'm out, right? So... Yes, it's easier for them because they're, you know, richer and it's easier for them to handle all this. And I guess the main question that comes out of this is what's going to happen to their employees? Believe it or not, not much, right? If their employees are still want to work in California, they can. They want to work in Texas, they can. They want to work anywhere else in the world, they can, right? Yeah. I think what we've seen, which is one interesting benefit of this whole COVID economy, is that from home. you can work literally wherever the hell you want to work. From, At least right? engineers can. At least engineers can, yeah. right? And it's it's interesting to point that out because majority of these companies that are moving are heavily software engineering, right? Or heavy accounting or heavy financing, which is also very office-like functions that are remote, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting advantage that you have with you know the whole remote work economy and how these companies are now taking advantage of lax tax laws in Texas, right, to take advantage of that. So it'll be interesting to see the long-term effects of this, but... We already know that Google and Apple have already been in Austin, Texas for years, right? Now, Oracle, HP, and Tesla are joining down there, too. So Austin's actually becoming very, very um, – it's a city to watch, I would say, as the most up-and-coming city in the United States, right, in terms of tech. Oh, for sure. But what are your guys' thoughts? I think, um, like you said, but pretty much these corporations will go with the dollar, where the money flows, right? And if they have to go to Texas or New York or even, you know – one of the new up and coming ones like Atlanta or whatever, um, they're gonna go to it. You know, they're gonna they're gonna make deals. It really comes down to where the money flows, where they can get their best bang for their buck, right? And you can't even argue with them. And you know, these engineers and stuff that are employed by them, you know, they're still gonna have their opportunities. You know, some may actually want to move to Texas. You know, um, you know, because Texas is an up and coming, uh, you know, up and coming tech city, so they want to be part of it. There's mm-hmm. more opportunities there too. Uh, so it, it, it really much, you know, you can't really see any faults for them trying to go there. I know people are going to be like, oh, they're trying to circumvent certain state system. laws. Yeah. But I mean, they have the option. I mean, that's, that's an option of them. Uh, and not, not to mention that these guys, you know, they're realistically, they're giving their employee, their employees more options really. Cause they're now, it's now for them. They're having a, an option to move to Texas, which maybe wasn't on the table before. And, you know, like I said earlier, they might want that option. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that, that, I, I, I can't really blame them. It, it, it's, it's 
it's nice also to see what everyone thinks the next big tech hub is. Because the, the name of the city keeps changing every like two or three years. You know, I think yeah, like, I know. We had Research Triangle at one point in North Carolina. We had Atlanta. We had Nashville. Nashville was a big Boston. one. Now Texas. Austin, Texas. People yeah. say yeah, Atlanta was a couple. Yeah, so it's always constantly changing. So yeah, a lot of people always say, oh, like, oh, this one's going to be the big one for the next three years. This is the next San Fran coming up. But it always changes. It really just comes down to like which state offers them the best bang for the buck. And, you know, as states offer them the best, you know, the other states are going to take notoriety of it. And they're going to be like, hey, I, I kind of want those guys coming over and they're going to try to circumvent the other. So it's I, I think as long as it spreads out evenly and not one state kind of takes the whole pot, I think it's better for everyone in, in the long term because it's just going to make every single city equally kind of grow up together with these tech companies. Yeah. Or what are your thoughts? Dude, I mean, I think he's absolutely right. I feel like these cities, they keep changing. Although I do feel like, you know, this uh, Texas has always been in the cards for them just because of how cheap land is, how low the taxes are, and mm-hmm. I guess the different incentives they're given for moving there. So, I mean, they've been a big player in the cards, and it's really no surprise that they're kind of getting all the attraction right now. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. You know, see. I think, and, like, like, uh... like, like Nine said, companies are going to follow the dollar, so... You know, if they can save money by moving somewhere, they're going to do it. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> really, nothing yeah. else matters to them, I don't think so. Pretty much. I mean, you can't really fault for them. At the end of the day, it's a business. Business yep. is business. So. They got to do what's right yeah. by their shareholders as exactly. legally required. Absolutely, yeah. So you can't really fault them for that. Completely agree. But let's keep going with news. Let's go on to um, a bit of video game news, right? Um, you all talked about, you know, Cyberpunk coming out and how exciting that game is going to be to see. Yeah. And uh, how killer the game, well should be um well news is in sony and xbox are now announcing uh, sony and microsoft i'm sorry yeah. are announcing refunds for um cyberpunk 2077 because of how shit the game is because it's busted uh, it doesn't run on any of the old gen consoles i've heard at all ps4 xbox one apparently it just doesn't mm-hmm, run mm-hmm. yeah so it's very interesting right it's a very interesting dilemma here because i'm kind of in the realm of like well wow like you guys just spent like three years making this game. And it's a complete piece of shit, right? Yep. Whereas, whereas you know, it was so hyped up and everything. So I guess the main question here is that, like, even when we saw those, you know, trailers for the demos and everything, what the hell were they running it on to actually get, like, this whole thing to run, right? Even yeah. on PlayStation 5s and the Xbox Series X, the new generations, yeah. right? Yep. This, was um, this was definitely developed on PC. Uh, and yeah. like yeah. test it on PC because I I run these things on PC. I have it on PC, and even though even on PC it's not as optimized as it should be. Like we're getting, I got a, I would say decent enough system, but I'm still running into issues. I'm still, and I I hear reports of people who have like 370s, 380s, even 390s, right? And mm-hmm. they're still running into issues. You know, these are like top of the line, specs. You know, newest generation, and they're running into issues. So clearly, like optimization was a big uh, issue for them, a, li- a big obstacle to leap them to leap over. Uh, but clearly, it seems like the PC demographic was the was their primary audience, their primary scope, and then and then slowly I think it migrated from there. But the quality kind of diminished as like they got closer and closer to the release date. And they probably wanted to add a lot of stuff too, uh, because a lot of the things they promise in the game is not in the game. You know, like um, there was a, the big one that people keep mentioning is like this this police uh, system that they kept praising up to coming to release, how, like, the police would, like, kind of be very, like, a 
uh, a high, like a really optimal system where like it'll actually interact with you. Depending, you can bribe cops yep. and stuff like that. None of those options are in the game. Like the cops just show up, about literally spawn behind you. They, they 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 shoot first, ask questions later. So there's no way to uh, like, you know, find other. You, you're kind of forced to shoot them. It's it's and not the system they promise. So it it, it, it seems like they were kind of rushed, sadly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it just it's seems like they were developing for a console that most people don't have yet. I mean, that's 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 what it looks like to me. Yeah, which is crazy because like, you know, the, the next generations have come out. And even then, they have some issues. I mean, they run. At least they run there, but you know, they're still not perfect. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And it's it's the same that like that type of thing, because these 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 things were primarily for originally for the, the you know the, the last gen consoles, you know. So you would think they were run the best. Yep. Um, because the, that's what the primary was, and then the next one just run even better because you know they're just they could have just used the uh, the porting system that Microsoft and Sony has for like last gen games and just increase the frame rates and stuff like that I and mean, it would have mm-hmm. been a no-brainer but it seems like i don't know what happened but it seems like they couldn't get the console variant to run as well as they wanted to or they were just rushed in that aspect hard to say yeah yeah it's i think the game was just poorly built right from the very get-go and it's gonna be interesting to see you know what the repercussions will be maybe they'll release a patch that'll fix all these things Maybe they just don't give a shit and they made enough money and they're calling it a day, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I want to hope that CD Projekt Red, they're one of the few, I think, developers I would say that have built some good faith and they have been kind of one to kind of strict to their their word, you know? I'm not saying they're perfect, right? They clearly have made some faults. They clearly deserve some of the hate, a lot of the hate actually for promising things and not developing a, a, a working game for a lot of these, for all their audience. But... Mm-hmm. If their last game, Witcher Three, has any indication of their of their current you know agenda, right? That game came out. I don't people remember that game came out as a kind of a mess when that yep. first launched, uh, and now it's one of the best games of, of that generation. Um, a lot of the bugs have been fixed uh, for the next gen consoles. It, it works beautifully. Like that thing loads up in like less than two seconds, like instantly. It loads so fast that the game can't even keep up. That's how great it loads up. So they really did optimize it really well. Uh, after a while, so I'm hoping the same treatment will go. And it seems like they have big plans for ZD, for Cyberpunk. This is not a kind of a one and done, a one and dump deal mm-hmm. like a lot of other game game developers. Like I'm not gonna name some, but there are some a lot of companies that kind of just gonna throw it out there or maybe do one or two updates and then kind of get ready for the next title. I don't think that's the case. These are the type of developers that kind of like they they take a while with the game. Think of like Rockstar in that kind of gen. Like you know, they they take a while for the games. And they kind of pour updates to it. I think that's going to be kind of the case. They talk about a multiplayer that hasn't come out yet. So I think it's it's in their best interest. And I think they know that to make this game good with updates, slowly patch it out, polish it. And I think that's why they're working so hard with Sony and Microsoft to even refund them. Because I think they know that even even if they lose a couple of money back with the refunds and stuff like that. Once it's perfected, I, Once it's it perfected, I think it, they're going to come back. Especially when that multiplayer comes back. That multiplayer is going to be a, basically a, a second game for them. Um, yeah, we'll easily, do. so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you know, they could, they could easily like two sides, like just run away with it. With the, they have the cash, they could probably easily do it. But they yeah. have been working with Sony, and Microsoft, so who knows? Mm-hmm. More video game news, right? Um, Apple's long-standing battle with Epic shall continue, and a judge actually just ruled that Tim Cook and Craig Federighi, right, 
must testify as part of the legal battle with Epic Games moving forward. Dude, I just want this oh, done. Man. I just want this done. Right? <laughs> like, so, someone lose or something. Like, someone throw in the towel, please. So, like, Epic and Apple... I mean, Apple has made strides. I will say Epic has definitely opened the door and made strides, right? Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, but a judge just ruled now that for a fact that Apple and Epic... Um, you know, executives, especially Tim and Craig, have to be at each of the hearings now from now on and actually give their speeches. I so. think that's I think that's an important uh I think that's an important rule. I think a lot of people don't realize that these guys are not in every single court battle, right? For every single thing their company's involved in. Yeah, literally for but, their company, they just don't show up to court. Yeah, they, they just don't show up because to be honest, Apple kinda gets into a lot of legal battles because they they're they're kind of a company that really cares about their quality and their image, right? So they're constantly in battle with people to make sure that that image doesn't get deterred by like, you know, copycats and stuff like that. And they're constantly always in a battle. I don't know about Epic, but I know Apple's constantly in it. So it makes sense that Tim's not going to be in every single battle. He'll literally get nothing done. Um, but, you know, the fact that they have to both, Craig and Tim, have to have be in the business, yep. that's some big news, you know, because these guys are like, they don't just show up to anything. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I really think, I really hope this thing gets done. You know, I want to play. Four not on my iPad again. <laughs> so it's just I, just, I want to be yeah. So as someone who only has a iPhone, right, and just a shitty laptop that can't even play games, um, yeah, I kind of just want to play Fortnite with nine on my iPhone. So when say, that happens, please let me know. I should be the first one in line. Say what you want about Fortnite, right? Even if you don't like the game, the game, the game was I think one of the first to really offer true cross plat play across every oh absolutely platform. literally every platform everything every platform. Every indiscriminately platform. every platform exactly yeah. and i think it set the trend for a lot of companies to follow suit because now pretty much every battle royale game is almost like a standard has to have cross platform cross play for it to be even in yep. considered competition now and Fortnite was one of the few first to really set that trend so you know i really like that and because of this battle it's sadly it's one of the few actually that's not in there anymore um so i really hope that gets mitigated uh, the whole reason I got into Fortnite is simply because I started playing on my iPad. If it wasn't, if that option wasn't there for me, I wouldn't be playing Fortnite to this day. I guarantee that. So, I I hope it just, I hope it literally gets fixed. That's all I hope. It's kind of, I hope it doesn't take ten years. That's what I just hope. And well, continuing with some Apple news, right? Apple has now shut down um, over a dozen, but now close to I think a hundred Apple California stores. Um, across the whole state, mostly Perfect. to comply with Gavin Newsom's uh, governor of California's uh, COVID guidelines. Is this uh, is this like permanently closed or like temporary closed? So they're temporary closed, but I don't know. It really depends on when the governor of California actually decides to lift these, I guess, closures, okay. right? Fair enough. I mean, not, mm-hmm. that's not really up to them. That's, it's not really Apple closing them. It's like Apple is just following state laws. Yeah, so they're complying with state laws and closing this. But, you know, it brings up these interesting dilemmas, right, of, you know, all those Apple employees are kind of just out of work now and stuff like that. And it's just, it's kind of brutal what's going on. Is Apple but paying the, them at all? I don't I know. I don't know, to be honest with you. That I imagine they're probably question. not required to, but, you know, Apple is a big enough company where I would kind of they expect can. that they might, yeah. Yeah. They can, but, again, they're not required to, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, I don't know, I so I can't say yes or no on that question, right? I'll, I'll need a little bit more research into that, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how this really plays out. So Apple is just one of those retailers. Of course, there's so many other retailers that are closing across California. 
but this shows you that you know COVID you know, is still alive and well, right? You know, I, I really think with the way things are playing out, I really think Apple's going to start looking into kind of, you know, uh, manless stores as an option moving forward, mm-hmm. like Amazon has for their grocery sections. You know, Amazon Foods. You know, it's just all cameras and like you, it gets charged to your what's it called your uh, Apple uh, Amazon account, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised right now if there's something in Apple's pipelines where it kind of like build up some like manless stores where everything kind of, you kind of get to pick out whatever you want, like get to test out demo sites and stuff like that. Yep. And you get to kind of ticket an item. So you want an, a MacBook, right? Ticket it. You take out your iPhone, Apple Pay, and it says it's going to be coming to you in like a week in your, uh, in your, um, in your, uh, what's it called home? Ship to you. But now you have a chance to really like look at it. You can also test out cases and stuff like that if you want to. You know, there's the cameras and stuff like that. It's going to be really hard because these are like kind of high-end products, right? So you can't really yeah. just have them in the open, like kind of groceries. You know? Yeah, but if you have one security guard in the store, there you go. Problem yeah, solved. Yeah, I mean, problem solved. You know, I think, and of course, it wouldn't replace the the um, the, the traditional Amazon retail stores because you you kind of need them. They're kind of a, a kind of a, you got to remember Apple's retail stores are kind of more of an experience, not really like a store, right? They, that's a real big thing that they really want to push. But it's more about an experience you get through, the type of people you meet. Well, I mean, here, just picture this, right? Picture this. Apple sets up a handful of video kiosks. They hire people to work remotely. And then people can walk into the stores and just interact with the video kiosks and wait online. Like, that's... Like like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple is only trying to, you know, work out the bugs of, like, a manless store. Because we don't know how long this could be, right? And... You know, hopefully like you said, they're longer, but yeah, not hopefully not much longer. But you know, in case that something happens, are, there's already news. I don't know if you guys heard of like new strains coming out uh, yep. of the virus, sadly. And you know, we don't know if that can affect with you know current vi- vaccines and stuff like that. I've read it so, won't. I read it won't. I've, I've read it wrong though, but you never know, right? That's the thing. Yep. And I, I, Apple's always the type of person to be the first to send trends in terms of things. And, and, and of course, it would just offer a different experience. Maybe you're a type of person who doesn't want to interact with like people you know there's a lot of people out there surprisingly that just don't want they get into a store they kind of know what they want they kind of want to just try it out a couple cases or try out what the new macbook kind of feels like and then they're pretty much set they don't need to talk to anyone right uh and that will be a perfect kind of a store experience for them so i i definitely think there's an audience for it yeah so it'll be interesting to see how it goes down but you know sticking with the covid news right so although this is more bleak right some more positive news regarding COVID. The first vaccine shots have been launched in uh, New York State, right, as well as a bunch of other states across yep. the United States, as well as in the United Kingdom, for those of you who are listening from the United Kingdom, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we're trending in the right direction. The doses are coming out. I know the FDA actually just approved the next type of vaccine, I think Moderna. the Moderna vaccine, right? Same, it's the same class as the Pfizer one, just different company. Exactly. So that's been approved now as well. So we should start to see a bunch more, you know, these doses and everything going out. I actually know one or two nurse friends of mine who actually did get the vaccine. Yep, yep. same. Right? I have some family in the hospitals that have gotten it. And so it's interesting to see how it all really uh, will go. But we're trending in the right direction. So far, I think there's only been one negative case in Seattle where, like, the vaccine had some, like, issues. But for the most part, everyone else has been perfectly fine, right? So it's interesting on how this is going and exciting to see the 
maybe we finally get out of this pandemic and get back to our normal lives as much as we can, you know? I mean, I know, I know we don't usually talk about this type of stuff, um, but I mean, in terms, like this, this really does kind of fit our topic of medical technology, right? Like the vaccine, at the end of the day, it really is medical technology. Like that's that's what I would, you know, really classify it as. It's it's man-made, right? It's tech. That's that's I think it's a perfect term for it. But I mean, it's it really is like I don't know if you guys have read it all on actually how they work. I know we've discussed it a little bit, but more, more so our viewers. But it's it's pretty incredible how these vaccines work and the viability they might have in potentially treating other illnesses now outside of COVID as well. Like these mRNA type vaccines are incredibly impressive and have a lot of potential to solve like massive medical problems across the board. They might become the new standard for vaccines and you, know, you might even see some other treatments for pathogens, maybe cancer treatments, who knows? Really the sky's the limit. Yeah, sky is the limit, right? And you know, we're running close on time, but I have three more stories all under the one big umbrella of a big news story, right? So let's kick those off and then we'll, we shall call it a day. But these three stories are the big one coming up, right? Facebook is now facing an antitrust lawsuit with the United States government on Instagram and the owning owning of Instagram and the owning of WhatsApp. So Facebook actually did see this coming, right? As we heard in which one was this? I think this was F8 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back in F8 2018, I remember Mark coming up on stage and saying how he's incorporating everything, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram and the Facebook core application, as well as Oculus, right, into one big ecosystem so that all you need is one account across all four ecosystems, right? And um, as, as you know, as we were, we were not big fans of it, right? Because we're like, that's a shitty move, right? From Because, you know, Facebook's trying to be more like Google in that regard, right? But these are not like services that I think require the usage of Facebook accounts. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that from a business perspective, obviously, I respect this decision and it's an ingenious decision because, you know, Mark actually saw it coming that, hey, they're going to ask me to come and break up my companies. I'm not going to break them up if I combine them all under one umbrella with one usage account. They can't really break me up. And believe it or not, two years later, the bet Mark placed on actually having that all done has come true. And uh, now he's in a legal battle with the United States government, basically stating that, hey, I can't break up my companies now because now they're all ingrained under one ecosystem, right? And you saw it, guys, guys, recently, if you recall, you know, now you can access all of your Messenger apps all through the Instagram Messenger. Yep, that's exactly what I was just going to say. So for those of you who are on Instagram, right, you can access all your Messenger and Facebook uh, messages from there. If you're on Messenger, you can access your Instagram and stuff from there, right? Yeah, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this case, right? So I know, as I just said, right, like your all your um, from Facebook, you can access all your Instagram messages. From Messenger, you can access all your um, Instagram messages. And from Instagram, you can access all your Messenger messages. Yep. Now, the one place where I think the U.S. government could actually take this is, right, separating out WhatsApp. I don't think Mark and his team at WhatsApp has had enough time to actually ingrain everything together just because WhatsApp is a much more complicated build than Instagram is. Mm-hmm. right from behind the scenes and so um it could be that we see whatsapp actually spin off into its own company right um how this would really work i don't know right because now that the mergers and everything happened and it's been years since all these happened right i don't know what it, i don't know where it would really go but it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how it really just plays out right because you can't just tell facebook to be like hey just 
kill WhatsApp as a product, right? Because yep. like you have like two billion people in the world actually rely on that service for that's their only form of communication. So I don't know. It's gonna be a hard battle, and I don't know if there's gonna be any winners or losers out of this thing. I think it's just gonna be. It's definitely gonna change tech cases as we know them, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now under that same umbrella, right? You know, you may be thinking, all right, they're targeting Facebook, like. Facebook has all these things. What about other tech companies? What about, you know, Amazon or Google or something like that, right? Yep. Well, Google's joining them now. So the U.S. government has also filed the same antitrust case against Google for all of their products as well. And it's figuring out what's the next move for Google to do with all those little companies. Now, with Google, it's a little easier, right? Because Google has, like, set diverse companies for each of those little things, right? And it's all under just one ownership change. Mm-hmm. Um. So the equity changes are probably going to be a lot simpler for that one than with Facebook, right? But um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for Google as well because now you're just going to be all over the place figuring out like, okay, now it's not all under the same company. A lot of cohesive ecosystem things will actually be broken, right? So I don't know what we'll see there. But what are your guys' thoughts on those two cases right there? I mean, it, like, like we said, it's no surprise. Like we heard about this back like two years ago when they were considering merging their applications, like it was pretty obvious why they were going to do that. They don't want to get broken up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is no surprise to us. We saw this coming ages ago. I'm pretty sure everyone saw this coming ages ago. So yeah, obviously they're going to take every step they can to avoid it. And at the end of the day, are they going to be able to avoid it? Really? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm really unsure at this point. I don't know. Nine, what are your thoughts? I think it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this can go because Honestly, it, it may come down to the government just asking them to split it up, even even though they're so integrated. Uh, and they'll be like, it, they can simply just be like, well, that's your, that's your fault for merging them together. And I wouldn't put it behind the government to to order it like that, to just be like, you know, you got to split them up. You know, I don't, I don't care if they're complete, they're uh, inseparable. Find a split point, split them up, you know? Yep. I, w- I, I it's definitely a thing. I think Mark is, in, I think Mark has set the stones. He saw it coming, and he and he wanted to prevent it. But you know, sometimes if the government wants something and they want it badly, they're gonna push for it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think Mark's not completely out of the woods yet in terms of that. Nope, not um, at all. So unless Mark somehow comes to the compromise with them, or they they settled this this. Uh, because the government's pretty much out to get him. Like he wants, they want this to split up in some form or other. I don't know if it's gonna be just WhatsApp. Or I don't know if it's gonna be WhatsApp and Instagram. It's gonna be something. So as long as Mark figures some compromise, maybe he compromised by giving away WhatsApp away, right? And he keeps Instagram and, and Facebook integrated. I don't know. There's gonna be something going on. And you know, the faster he figures out that compromise, the faster it's gonna blow over. But uh, the more I think he tries to push it, the more the government's going to want them to split up, even if it's... And the question up. is, how he does it, though, is still to be determined, right? Like, oh, how yeah, are you going to okay. sell what, WhatsApp, it, right? Of course. I mean, like, that, there, you can go so many different ways. I mean, this is... A, I mean, we talked about WhatsApp alone is a complicated system. Now you're talking about three complicated apps that are, have so much... They're not only just uh, all have their own complicated architectures and users and stuff like that, but they all have different cases. They have their different audience. Like I, I tend audience WhatsApp audience to be more international kind of audience, yep. right? Instagram is more of like a young uh, audience, you know, more like USA, UK based and stuff like that. And you got Facebook, who's kind of like the older crowd, right? Um, with grandparents and, and parents in general. So it, it really is like 
each of them kind of hit a different audience, even though they kind of all do similar things if you think about it. But they all hit different audience for for those reasons alone. Um, so they're, it's gonna be really difficult. Either way, Facebook may lose a pie of their complete a piece of their pie, and unless they figure out a compromise, it's gonna keep hitting them hard. You know, yeah. here's a big question I have, right? Think about WhatsApp, right? I mean, we, we just discussed and said how it's mostly an international crowd on that application, right? Now, what mm-hmm. if Facebook was to just say, okay, well, we're actually just going to re- dissolve WhatsApp US and keep it as international, right? If they determine that like 85% of their company from WhatsApp is business done internationally, it might actually just be better off for them to dissolve their US-based company for WhatsApp than it is to split it. It might be. I mean, it really, it really comes down to not even a fact if they can do it, but more of the fact that the government per, uh, deems that as a as an uh, acceptable uh, solution. You know, if the, a government says, you know what, that's that's broken enough, and you have less control over it or whatever, and it, it works for everyone involved for the USA base for us, then yeah, go for it. And you know what, that would actually work out for Mark really well. Uh, the problem is if the government thinks that's not enough. Yep. Uh, and that's really, that's really where it's going to fall for him. But if he can convince them to do that, I think that will really work out for everyone involved. Yeah. And now the final story I have for today. Except for the U.S. employees. Kind of sucks. For I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's gonna I be mean they'll, move, they'll move somewhere else inside the Facebook. There's going to be a loser right. in this battle, right? I think the problem, I think the thing is that Mark doesn't want to be that loser. Or he wants well, that's, to be that's, that, you, you got to realize, right? That's their leverage over the U.S. government, right? That's the only leverage they have. It's like, okay, well, you're going to force us to, to, to sell the company? Well, we're not selling it. We're just going to dissolve, fire all our employees, and you're going to have 3,000 U.S. employees unemployed so you can pick what would you prefer we keep it or you lose those jobs internally hard to say you know the government has 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 never been one to break an industry like that before so they can do it again you know because i know like in other cases their government typically doesn't want jobs to leave they don't want people to become unemployed so typically yeah of course i mean you don't want that they'll do almost anything to keep those jobs here and it's it's just tough it it, it really is a tough situation if it comes down to something like like that be uh the lesser of the two evils in this case this type of thing so we'll see how it goes yep yep and now the final techcast story for techcast episode 20 is this right so sticking under the umbrella of you know legal issues the federal trade commission of the united states has ordered amazon facebook as well as other companies such as tiktok uh discord and uh whatsapp reddit snap twitter and youtube to provide how they're collecting user data what they're actually collecting and how they're maintaining and storing that data, right? Um, what the reason behind this is, I don't know, right? I'm a natural skeptic when it comes to every anything that's government-related and technology. Do I think they're actually caring about the well-being of, you know, how these companies are storing data in case of a data issue in the future? Possibly, most likely not. Do I think they're asking because they want to know what company that they can actually probe? to get data from once oh, once some federal investigation needs to happen? Most likely. So I think they're trying to install back doors into these companies to figure out like how the NSA did and listen in on all the data that they collect? Most likely, right? So it's interesting to see how this is going to play out. But right now, I don't know if anyone's actually complied with this. It's actually a fresh thing that just came to these companies, I think a few days ago, right? Yeah. And so I think they have like 30 days to comply or then they face more repercussions. But this is uh, kind of what I want to end TechCast with. So just to get your guys' mind, you know, running with this. But, you know, 4 or 9, what are your guys' thoughts on this one? I'm all for it. Really? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I I think if you notice, one of the guys on that list is Apple. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because Apple, even back, Steve Jobs himself has said it multiple times, that the user should know what 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 they're using their data for. He's been a mm-hmm. big proponent of that. He always said that they want to notify their users how they're using their data and in what way, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the consensus of this order, right? How you're using this data and how you're collecting it, right? Apple's on this list because they kept to that promise that Steve Jobs made way back, and they continue to it, right? And I think that's pretty much the way. I, I don't think that's too much to ask. Like, exactly how we're using our data to to what to what extent, right? And these big players are always like the ones that I think, in my opinion, are the ones that kind of always fall into trouble with data and like security. You know, you got you got uh, TikTok, you got uh, Facebook, you got Reddit, you got Twitter, YouTube. You know, these guys are constantly in the news about breaches or misusing data, or personal information. You know, I don't think it's too much to ask them to comply with exactly how you're collecting this data and how you're using it. So I really think that them pushing it for them to start making some clear distinctions and um, voices about how they're using our data. I think it's a right move. Interesting. Maybe uh, that could be it. All right. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. That could actually be the case, right? Yeah. But it could also be the case that the government has already known from experience Apple won't cooperate with any of the user's data and providing any of that data, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be that, you know, maybe they're looking for a new company that they could actually go to actually to steal people's data from. But I don't know. Or I mean, what are your I, thoughts? I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't I don't trust the government with anything. Like, <laughs> you know, I want them out of my data. I want them out of everything. And I also don't trust big companies and big tech with my data. Like, I just don't want anyone to have my data. And there's really no winning here. Everyone loses because big companies are going to get your data and they're going to use it. And then the government, if they can get their hands on your data, that's also bad. Like there's no, there's no winning in this situation. I just don't see any winning by anybody. I don't like it at all. The entire situation ah. altogether. But that all things considered, right? I think regulations on what companies can do with our with our data is should be welcome. You know, they shouldn't just be sending my stuff everywhere, selling it everywhere, and doing what they want with it. And there's really no other way to do that other than to at least have some government oversight on that data inside mm-hmm. of these companies. I mean. Like I said, I don't think there's any winning in this situation. All answers are probably not perfect, but I'm not. I'm personally, I'm not really certain what the what the best solution is. Let me let me clarify something, right? Because it may be something I I miss said, right? But if the government's asking them to share the information, I'm hoping that also means the government sharing that information they collected to the public, right? Yeah. Interesting. Otherwise. If they don't make that distinction move and they're keeping the information that they're collected, then that pretty much helps no one. And then it, it falls into what force as a bad case for everyone, right? Because there's one thing to for the government to collect this information and make the make the logistic move to, you know, to approach these companies as the government should sometimes step in, make the move. Hey, how are you collecting this data? How are you using personal or uh, citizens uh, data and in what way? And then share that information into like a big. Uh, what's it called? Uh, a press release. You know, that's how you know that's how they're using their data, stuff like that. And you know, basically educate the public, right? Because yeah. I think the public should know how. I think the public, I think in in their rights, should know how their data is being used. I think that's fair, right? Very. Yeah. But if the government decides to collect this, 
and just hides it and doesn't spread it to the public and just just wanted to collect more information on how these companies are using their data, right? Maybe for leverage or just to gain more knowledge or right that. Then yes, I think it's a totally bad move, and I wouldn't be supportive. That one move would ch definitely change my mind. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But anyway, guys, with that being said, we are out of time for yes, TechCast for today. Yep. Um, just want to thank you guys for listening in. Right, I hope you guys enjoyed TechCast number twenty. Um, sorry again, we apologize for the delay where it comes to these episodes. It's been a little tricky with some of the personal situations we've been dealing with. But um, we wish all of you and all of our listeners around the world, you know, a very happy holidays. Um, we hope you guys get to spend some quality time with family or mm -hmm. some quality alone time and actually get to enjoy yourself to rest and recharge. And we can't wait for you guys to hear some more TechCast stories from us. And we can't wait to see what we have planned for you guys in 2021. Yep. But yep. with that being said, guys, I'm two. I'm nine. I'm four. And we will see you in the new year. No worries. Bye, all. Later. Take care, everyone.